0: Welcome to Living K-Fabe. We're back finally with our special Halloween episode. I'm Sean. Jordan's right across from me.
1: Hi, I'm your co-host, Jordan.
0: Uh, and we're in an undisclosed location right
1: now. We're in a haunted house.
0: Yeah. We're yeah. in a
1: real haunted house. Yeah, Jordan thought this was a
0: great idea. fucking idea
1: This is a great idea. Uh, I don't want to half-ass anything on this podcast. So we're doing this live from a haunted house. We got permission to be here. And uh, we're locked in. Yep. The owners gave us permission. There's, uh, let me set the mood for you here. There's no front door, um, but the gates to the long drive that we made up to this house are locked. There was a large wicker chair almost centered in the room. Uh, it wasn't moving yet. We haven't awakened the ghost yet. Uh, we walk into what was a kitchen, and it is a little bit. Of a rotted floor to a completely four foot of water. Yeah, it smells cellar.
2: like ass in here. <laughs> the
1: cellar is about four foot of water. And the backstory here is uh, multiple stories. There was a, a murder, a murder-suicide, a suicide. Take whatever you want out of those stories. But if you walk upstairs, there is a window where you can look right out into the cornfield. Uh, apparently, at this window is where he hung himself.
0: Huh. Yeah. So I
1: did run up there first thing, and I checked that out. <laughs> uh, <nothing> ghost! <laughs> ghost facers! <laughs> we go to the places where the
0: others will not. Uh, there there's a go.
1: wooden ladder. Uh, looks who made from like a hundred years ago. I climbed it. Went up yeah, up my into, fat ass couldn't. Went up into the attic. Uh, there's not much up there. Um, but it, it didn't feel like a place I wanted to be. But... All in all, I'm excited to be here, and against your wishes, Sean, uh, I brought something. What'd you bring? I brought a Ouija board.
0: Oh, you motherfucker!
1: This Ouija board is going to be on the table and throughout the night. We are going to ask this Ouija board mm-hmm. questions. Yeah, huh? Yeah. So many people said that there's powers with a Ouija board and uh, you can't yes. have these things these things are like made in a factory I don't see how there's any uh, thing to them that can you know be why
0: stuck. you believe it that way because you're a communist
1: because <laughs> I don't believe in a game board
0: no it's it's not it's not that I know it's marketed to kids that shit will move on it's own I can guarantee it we're going to
1: find out tonight
0: and you'll fucking see it. and then you'll be like oh Sean you're completely right and
1: I'll be like yeah I'm absolutely right so, Sean, what's this episode about, then?
0: Uh, so, basically, we're doing our greatest of all time supernatural characters in wrestling. And, basically, if you can't figure that out, he's been one of the biggest stars for the past 30 years The Undertaker. His gimmick, you know, supernatural, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. So. Um, he's probably, when you think of supernatural, the he's, top guy. He's
0: the top guy. The top he,
1: guy. And it's not just a, a supernatural aspect as... We're looking for people who maybe as a kid scared you, um, yeah. that their whole presence was made to be intimidating, right. and scary. Uh, anything that fits this uh, Halloween special yeah. edition. And by all means, we're doing 10 people and we're going to do honorable mentions. Yeah. It, There's a list way oh beyond God, 10, yeah. and this is not in any order from one to 10. This is just, you pick five, I pick five. Yeah, exactly. I have a very hard roster to, yeah. to come up with just 10.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely in no particular order. Uh, you can organize them in your thoughts how you want. Yep. But
1: yeah, you're right, Sean. You can really just put these in any order you want to. I think in most people, you're right. Undertaker's probably going to be one, but we're not going to say who's one, who's not. Yeah. Um, I'm setting up our Ouija board right now. We're going to uh, get this show started. Uh, do you want to put off one of your first five, or do you want me to go with one of mine?
0: You go ahead and go with yours because I've got, I've got. Because with mine, I I need I have two mentions uh, about this. Because there's just so many over the years that... Well, that kind of gives it away. But there's just so many moments over the years that were so supernatural in their,
1: in their own right that they both had to be mentioned, I think. So, let me... Before we get started, I want to ask the Ouija board if the Ouija board is excited to get started. So... <laughs> oh, God. Do you have to put your hands on this, too, or just you me?
0: You can fuck yourself on that. Okay, I ain't put my I'll hands on this.
1: that. Um, if there's anybody here, are you excited for Living Kayfabe Wrestling Podcast, Halloween Special Edition to get started. How long am I supposed to wait? I don't know. I'm gonna take my hands off of it. If it wants to move, it can. Let's get started with one of my top five, one of my favorite people in professional wrestling, my favorite manager of all time, Paul Bear. Oh, yeah. So I wanna play a little segment from Paul Bear's funeral parlor. Uh, it's one of my favorite ones it was when he was Undertaker was feuding with Hulk Hogan oh yeah Wow, that was good. That was that was great. And he was on point with these every time he did one. Yeah, that was awesome. That is promo work you don't hear today. And there was even a spot. I think it was this promo where he looks at the fans and he's like, "Where's your sympathy or something like that?" Mm-hmm. If this was a family member in this casket, how would you? I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, he was he was so good, man. Um, Paul Bear, real name was uh, William Alvin Moody. Um, oh, yeah, it was, was Yeah, him? that's right. He was born April 10th, uh, 54, and from, he was from Mobile, Alabama. Really? really? Yeah. Uh, deep Southern roots with, uh, well, I'm just going to call him Paul Bear. Yeah, um, it's easier that way. But he actually, he was in the wrestling business as a teenager, and I don't know if you knew this, um, they were talking about this, I don't know if it was something to wrestle with one time, mm-hmm. but as a ringside photographer. That's how he got his start.
0: I do remember that, yeah.
1: But after high school, this is what... I don't know if you knew this. This was really interesting to me. He went into the uh, Air Force. Oh, I did not know And he served, I think, four years. But during his time, he uh, would wrestle independent promotions on his off hours. Hmm. So this was back in 79. Oh, wow. So, yeah, he was actually doing these things, wrestling promotions... Well, he was in the service on his off hours, so he began as a Percy Pringle. Do you remember? Oh that? yeah, okay, yeah, I remember Percy, Percy Pringle the third yep. um, in the Southern Promotions, and I think other people played a character called Percy Pringle, and he was just one of them that played it. Uh, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe that's why there's a third. I'm not for sure. But I,
0: I I remember it more when he when he went to TNA and he was Percival Pringle.
1: Now and then he went off. He had a son. And when he ha- when his son was born, he left wrestling for a little while. And when he was gone, he went and obtained a degree in mortuary science.
0: So he was legitimately an undertaker.
1: He legitimately went got his degree in mortuary science and a certification in uh as an embalmer and a mortician. Son so, of a bitch. Uh, and I'll cover this in a minute, but that's how he got to um, manage Undertaker in the Our WWE. Man. It's fucking Because perfect. they asked him, well, what, what are you good at? What have you yeah. done in the past? And he, and you say anything around Vince McMahon yeah. about something like this, right. and he's going to character you right now. And he had mentioned uh, to, I think it was maybe to Vince or uh, Bruce, but I think it was Vince that, you know, this is what I used to do. Yeah. They said, oh, we're going to pair you with The Undertaker. And at the time, Bubba Love was it, was it brother, brother love? love brother, brother love. love. Uh, Bruce Pritchard oh, was. I can't believe I was calling him Bubba Love. I know. <laughs> brother love was Taker's uh, original. He was.
0: Yeah, he was the original manager. Original manager. Yeah. And yeah, Paul Bearer fits way better.
1: <laughs> but before he even did that, for, before he became the Undertaker's manager in '84, he came back to wrestling full time, and as the Pringle character for, oh, Championship Wrestling in Florida, and World Class uh, Championship Wrestling in Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. During this time, when he was serving as a manager to a whole bunch of wrestlers, I don't know if you knew, he was Rick Rude's manager. <laughs> Did
0: he not know that. He was
1: Stunning Steve Austin's manager. Did not know that. Are you ready for a real shocker? hmm Mark Calloway. Oh, is Texas Red? He managed Mark Calloway and... As Percy Pringle, so before the wow. whole, before they paired them together, as Paul Bear and the and Undertaker. Undertaker, they had a history. Wow, they is were that Mar- not cool.
0: That is, I did not know that they so, were Mark Calloway and Percy Pringle. Yeah, boy, Undertaker and Paul Bear is way better. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, he was also back then. He was associated with Lex Luger um, and the Ultimate Warrior. Wow, so this guy was doing a lot of crap before he ever even became yeah. Paul Bear. Uh, He joined the WWF at the time. It was 1990 when Mm -hmm. he came over. So that's when he was mentioned by Rick Rude to Vince McMahon, you know, go look at this guy, check Mm -hmm. him out. So Rick Rude's, I guess, the one that, you know, kind of got him into the the WWF at the time. And like I said, McMahon asked him, you know, what's your real life story? What'd you do? And he's like, you know, I got my license in this. And it kind of just. Do you, like, take out their butthole and things? you think Vince asked him that?
0: I could about guarantee
1: it. <laughs> 1991. Uh, Do you suck it Vince, out through the ass? <laughs> Vince did not ask him that. I bet you got, he did. You're going to piss off the Ouija board. <laughs> uh, I think it was February 91 is when he came over and uh, Brother Love passed the the reins of Taker to mm-hmm. uh, this new character. Passed the urn. Oh, past the urn. Okay, you that's go. even better. yeah, I, I need to be writing Yeah. So do you have any uh, Paul Bear moments that like stick out to you that you're mm-hmm. like, man, this is one of the best I've seen him?
0: What I know about Paul Bear is what I know about him backstage. And basically, it's just how he was a real lighthearted, always joking kind of person. That's what I heard. Kept everyone sane. But also drove him fucking crazy because of how he would rib people. Yeah. You know, like he would put cucumbers in Taker's boots and shit.
1: Is that what the cucumber story is with Taker? Yeah,
0: Taker hates cucumbers. Okay. Uh, I guess it stems from when he was a kid. Uh, his mom would make him eat him. And he so he just fucking absolutely hates cucumbers. The smell makes him sick. Everything like that. It's crazy. And uh, <laughs> Paul Bear, because uh, I guess when he was managing Kane, more so... Paul Bearer Bear handled everything. You know, Kane's travel, you know, hotels, all stuff like that. He like he was legitimately a manager. Mm-hmm. You know, he took care of the, the small shit and you only had to worry about in-ring, mm-hmm. you know, and your character and that kind of thing. So what I know about Paul Bearer is everyone loved him. He was a good dude. Uh, but uh, as far as in-ring, I think one of the best ones was when... Um, it was a promo he gave. It, I think he was with Kane at that point, mm-hmm. and uh, they were Kane and Undertaker were feuding, and he's given a promo in the ring with Kane, and the lights go out, and you hear Paul Bear, you know, sound like he's getting attacked, but it was basically a uh, just a taunt by the Undertaker, you know, make it seem like they were mm-hmm. about to get the, you know, abducted or whatever the Undertaker did when the lights went out, yeah, you know, and. Uh, it's all leading up to a WrestleMania, I believe. Okay, and it was a really good one. You you, you people will have
1: to find that and listen to it. Well, Paul Bear got a lot of airtime. Uh, he did later yeah. on. We're talking like the what the late nineties and the two yeah. thousands. He really became which I think is a, when this would have been character.
0: Yeah, I think this would have been probably ninety eight or ninety nine when this happened. Yeah, because obviously two thousand. I mean, we had Biker Undertaker. So
1: one of my my biggest th- like the the promo that he cut with Taker. And I think it was Mean Gene um, after, was it after Survivor Series? Um, when he was still feuding with Hulk Hogan and they had the casket backstage and the yeah. smoke was rolling. And I thought Paul bear had a really good promo. It was one of his early ones. Yeah. And Mean Gene looks into the casket with a shocked face.
2: Oh, I yeah. That. I remember
1: that one. Yeah. I, I, that and when he quit dying his hair black. Yeah. Those two things really stuck out because you know, I think when the whole Edge abduction thing, when Edge took him, yeah, to play mind games with Kane, I think yeah. he was a redhead at that time. Um, I'm almost certain, remember when he had him in the wheelchair and Edge wouldn't let him go.
0: I vaguely remember that. So, I'll have to, I, I have think to find that was, that.
1: I, I just remember him stop dyeing his hair and I was like, What happened? Like, why yeah. did he do that? Uh, sadly, though, I mean, he did pass away, I think it was March 5th, of 13, yeah, uh, heart attack. Yeah, he wasn't very old, was he? No, he was. He was fifty-eight. Yeah, sad. yeah, he wasn't way too soon. You know, yeah, we we that, lost him. That is sad. And you know, you got to think, it wasn't just like Taker; he's really known for like you said, Kane, and yeah, he he did a lot of good stuff with mankind. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So he had such a great career, and it just sucks that you know we're not going to see him again. Yeah, but that's what I have on Paul Bear. He had to be one of my one well, that's one I definitely want to start out with. Yeah. So. Just, do you have anything to add to him? Mm, it, actually, Paul Bearer will lead into mine really well. Okay, well, I want to play just a quick soundbite of Paul Bear okay. again. Uh, one that everybody's going to remember, and, and it will probably put a little smile on them after that. Mm-hmm. I will never tire of hearing him say that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even the crowd, they were loving it in that, yeah. in that clip.
1: Yeah. So, okay. You want to lead into one of your five? Yeah,
0: this will lead into mine. Um, so obviously we mentioned it. The number one guy, supernatural character, the undertaker. Mm hmm. This one was pretty easy. This one didn't require any thought or anything
1: like that. Uh, the hell was that you hear that yes i did hear that
0: what the fuck okay okay you playing out with these damn ouija boards and shit and you know, Dude, fucking demons throwing doors hasn't open.
1: even has it moved i don't know i'm not looking at that, that fucker we- okay i wasn't at all nervous and i'm, I'm still not nervous but uh anyways. yeah you pussy bitch <laughs> go ahead
0: yeah but anyhow i to what about the same before the demons decide to be weeds. <laughs> uh the undertaker one of the biggest characters of all time He's had so many great moments over the years. Mm-hmm. I think he, he had an entrance, I think, really embodied the supernatural part of his character.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was really... You, you think back of all the feuds over The Undertaker's career. Yeah. This entrance is at WrestleMania, so I'll narrow it down for you. Okay, but think back of all the feuds over the years. Who do you think Undertaker was going against when he had arguably... That when he had this entrance, that was arguably his most uh supernatural. So, basically, what it is is he's like walking up out of fog, and there's a bunch of hands down below him, like oh, reaching for him. Okay, yeah, you know, it really embodies. Uh, I'm gonna, try and, I'm gonna try and remember some of my uh my divine comedy here. Uh, it really embodies like Charon or Charon it's the 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 vessel that crosses the river Styx in hell. Mm-hmm. And there's all kind of souls trying to you know get on and reach it and things like that. And it really embodies that. So it really plays up the supernatural part that Undertaker legitimately has souls in his possession. And uh, so, who do you think he was facing when he did that entrance?
1: Okay, don't like come across the table and slap me if I get it wrong. Uh-huh. Is, it, is it Bray?
0: No, no. Is and it older you than think Bray? It, you think it would fit with well, Bray? You
1: say. You say supernatural, and I'm thinking, okay, well Bray was in the middle midst of his. Yeah. Is this prior to even Bray being in?
0: Uh, no, this has been well. Uh, th- I think this would have been before that. When did he face Bray? I can't remember that one. Was that 31?
1: Yeah, it sounds right. If it's not, it's in the ballpark.
0: Okay, so this would have been before that.
1: Hmm. Who is it?
0: CM Punk.
1: Shit! It's the. Oh, I can't believe I got that wrong. Cause that's one of my favorite. Yeah. WrestleManias. It's
0: the whole, cause the whole storyline to that was, this
1: was just after Paul Bearer had died. Yeah. This was and, where so many yeah. people I almost thought it went too far. Yeah.
0: They like dumped the urn full of ashes on the undertaker, mm-hmm. you know, Heyman had the urn, you know? Yeah. My it, God. That was yeah. a
1: lot of sick storytelling. Era. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was very, uh, it was, that was, so was smidgey shit right there. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think, though, they did get Paul Bear's family's permission prior to that. Yeah, to they, they to wouldn't do have the done series. it otherwise. I'm almost certain I remember that being talked yeah.
0: about. Yeah, they wouldn't have done that otherwise. I don't think uh, Paul Heyman would play with that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, Jewish people are really particular mm-hmm. about the dead. Yeah. you know, Rightfully so, in my opinion. Um. So, yeah, it, it was such a good intro. Or such a good entrance, I, I should say. And uh, I'm just going to play a little snippet of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was I loved that one.
0: It was a good one. But just like I said, you think of all the people he's gone up against, you know, to really harness his supernatural with CM Punk. Is rising up. You can see the hands coming out.
2: Never thought of this, but well done. Yeah. This is useful. Yeah. It's just...
0: There he goes, walking down.
1: I'm not going to play all that because it'll take three and a half hours. But Wait, I'll tell you what: if we're going to wake up something evil when yeah, galaxy, <laughs> it'll be something like that. I think that yeah, that'll do it. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if it's the temperature getting cooler in here yeah or that entrance, but I the hair is up on my arm. Yeah, right mine now.
0: too. Uh, I will. Uh, share this with you and everybody else listening. My nipples are hard; <laughs> uh, they're standing out.
1: So, yeah, I, I think it, I think it's a combination—a combination, combination of this place and that music, yeah—and uh, and the fact that it's dimly lit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then it's just the soul's reaching for him as he's walking down. Oh, but here's the thing: as great as that was, I think there's a promo that also really embodies his supernatural elements in mm-hmm. a way. And it's actually a really recent one. Uh, it's from a... It's from a recent feud Undertaker had with somebody who shouldn't have never beat him at WrestleMania who
1: sucks! I knew where you were going when you sighed.
0: Yeah. The big frog or dog or whatever the fuck he is. Uh, fake teeth. Ross looking motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, the, the promo they had leading up to that was great. Um, so Roman's in the ring. Uh, and he's like, oh, big dog, be beat the Undertaker with the <laughs> And of course, it just. It's sold out arena, this is my house now. So this is basically the end of Romans promo. Everyone hates him. Yay. Obviously he's in a graveyard. Tombstone says Roman Reigns. That's... (laughs) Advanced (laughs) Chariot. I would advise you to live each day as it is your last.
2: Because soon
0: and then the lights go out in the arena. Repop, the person who gets two pops is the other favorite. He appears in the ring behind Roman. He looks around, looking like a frog. Is there someone in the ring? I'm the big dog. Slowly lowers the lights back down. And there he goes. God. It's such sad. a shitty feud for such a great promo. And I think that was another really good one. Just I just love how he's like the ring you're standing in is my yard. I love that part. I don't know why. That was, yeah, I My like nipples are last, hard again. The last ride part. <laughs> yeah, that was, was a good one too.
1: I mean everything he ever did in a promo. Yeah. You get back back. Like, that's my favorite part. No, <laughs> that's my Exactly. Part. Like, the more he talks, the yeah. more favorite parts you have. Exactly. That's how damn good he was. Exactly. It, it, and I hate to say it, but I just said was because Yeah. He's yeah. gone.
0: He's he's done.
1: And I've said it for the last war wrestlemania is like yeah. please let this be it yeah i love him to death yeah but and then you watch the doc on him yeah and it's like oh i get why he kept coming back oh yeah i yeah. wish i would wouldn't have said i stopped coming yeah, yeah as much as i loved him i just it was getting you
2: know
0: yeah it's getting hard to it was getting hard to watch you know it really sucks because i mean there's never going to be another one no. you know like we we that's the thing, especially in in that kind of industry, you're not going to get 50 years out of somebody. Nope. You know, it's nope. amazing that you get got 30.
1: Yeah, you know, and especially it, some of the matches he had. Yeah, his earlier stuff was wham bam walk the ropes. Yeah, choke slam. You know, let's get it, let's get in, let's get yep. out, <laughs> throw then, somebody off a cage. <laughs> then the Attitude Era came, and he like he took some bumps, man. Oh and, yeah, and like every one of his matches, like, yeah, he, he him, hit it hard
0: come down from the rafters and shit and all kind of stuff
1: yeah it was so the fact that he even kicked as long as he did and all the surgeries that he had like yeah yeah
0: insane uh so you have any honorable mentions
1: i do actually um and i i'm telling you what man this is really hard to not put in one of my top five Mm -hmm. uh that i was picking it's the brood oh yeah perfect and You know, it was really hard. I would have picked them, but honestly, the brood, the stable wasn't around very long. No, what, less than a year? It was, you know, and all of them kind of broke out and they they did their own thing Yeah, and and all that good stuff. But yeah, I'm gonna have to say the brood is my honorable mention. And if you give me just a second here, I wanted to to play a little something from the brood that, uh, I don't know, it was probably the best part of them. And that's their entrance.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Their their entrance is hands down uh, one of the best known things about them.
1: Let me find it here.
0: Between that and and uh, bloodbath moments, the you know that's what the brood is known for.
1: Yeah, well, it actually, it started out with Gangrel uh, was feuding with I think Edge, and then Edge came out. Uh, they they had their fights, you know, through their storyline yeah. or whatever, and then Christian. Um, was said to be Edge's brother, I think.
0: Yeah, because weren't they both with the Undertaker in the Ministry first, and then the Brood kind of took him or Gangrel? I mean,
1: okay. I was going to ask you. I I think it was the other way around. Okay. I think that those three were feuding, uh, Christian and Edge with Gangrel, mm-hmm. and then they formed the Brood. Okay. And then the Brood joined the Ministry. Okay. And then after the Ministry broke up, uh, you know, Baby Edge came. went off to be a multiple time. Yeah. WWE champion and world champion Christian became a world champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's, Gangrel.
0: Yeah, he. You know, but it's funny how they went from, you know, the brood, the ministry, and then to Edge and Christian, and <laughs> the yeah. dumb shit they did. That's that's pretty
1: crazy. Yeah, and I think, I think Gang, Gangrel Gangrel directs porn now. Uh, I
0: think he did. He doesn't anymore? Yeah, I think he's running a wrestling school now, actually. You
1: know what? I think I did hear that he's running a he wrestling
0: had, school. He had a good shoot interview, I think, with Chris Van Vliet, maybe. I can't remember. I'll have to find it. But he actually seems like a pretty chill dude. Hey,
1: this is like a brand new computer, and yeah. the screen's glitching.
0: Huh. Should I use my gun?
1: Like my And it's cold as hell right here.
0: It is cold as fuck right now.
1: My screen is, like, I have it up on my... Th- I wanted to hit the brood, and then I... Hold on a second.
0: Uh, my phone quit working.
1: <laughs> my is-
0: phone won't turn on. Is- I literally had 100% for before we came here.
1: Hold oh, on. it's rebooting. I was going to say, my shit just came back. Like, it's coming back. Let me hit this brood real quick before I lose it again. Yeah. <sighs> I love that music. It's it's I so good. It. I looked good. up and we're both doing Night of the didn't <laughs> just kinda of like nodding our heads. It's that good.
0: It's I don't know why. It's just it's so fucking catchy.
1: That is definitely a great honorable mention. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just I wanna I have one more I want to do and I kinda <laughs> wanna get the hell out of this house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I was making fun of this earlier <laughs> and I've had to I've had to pee for <laughs> Like twenty minutes, and I don't want to get up. Right, but I'm going to get up. Okay, okay, I'm going to take the lantern. Okay, I'm going to go out there. Are you good by yourself? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You, you sure?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I I ain't going to look at that Ouija board. I ain't going to play.
1: I'll be back. All right, go ahead. Go ahead and talk about more about the Undertaker if you want to get an honorable mention. I do
0: have an honorable mention. Yeah, I'll talk about my honorable mention. This one, this was a character that didn't work out in uh, WCW. It was actually pretty hilarious. Um. He had some vignettes and, <laughs> and it made it seem like he was like a child abductor or something. I don't know. It was pretty famous for when he came back. Once they finally debuted the character, um, he just, they did a shoot where he's just like, look at this bullshit. A lot of you probably know what it is. It's from WCW. It's when Dustin Rhodes uh, jumped over. Did anybody else hear that? I know I heard that. Did you fucking hear that? What? Don't fucking play games. Did you do that? I did. You didn't hear that. Did you hear that?
1: Yeah, I was over there trying to uh, find a spot in the dark to lead outside.
0: So you didn't hear you didn't hear that at all.
1: Dude, I was literally just outside.
0: You didn't make any noise. You didn't do anything.
1: No. You can't hear anything besides the wind out there.
0: Okay. I'm going to have to play that back for you once we're done here because I swear to God I heard Why, the Ouija there. board move? No, I don't know if the Ouija board moved or not, but I know I definitely heard something. I don't know what the hell that was.
1: You see, you're getting paranoid.
0: No, I'm not getting paranoid. I the, fucking heard something. A couple computers I don't get glitch, glitch, and I,
1: yeah, it gets cold, and you start hearing shit.
0: I don't get paranoid. I fucking heard that. All right. I'll well, play it for you, and you'll hear it. Right.
1: So what were we talking about while I was going? You got an honorable mention?
0: I do. I was talking about 7 oh, in okay. WCW. Yeah. And kind of fitting, you know uh but his vignettes used to be he had a vignette oh this one was just weird but he's uh the vignette starts it there's it, it, it's a kid in a bed uh, okay and so basically he's you know talking his whole spiel he's 7 um these vignettes I had I guess intentionally never had anything to do with his character. But the way these vignettes came across made it look like he was a child abductor.
1: Oh. Yeah. Was that not the route that they were supposed to be going?
0: Apparently not. Apparently he wasn't that wasn't gonna be his character, but these are the vignettes they filmed. I don't know. But I'll I'll play I'll play one for you, it's real quick. Uh, Kid in the bed he wakes up. <laughs> What's When you see him at the window, they put their hands together through the glass. That Kid opens his eyes and his eyes are black.
1: I get... Okay. Uh, so, was that something in, my, in your unknown or in my unknown? Is that... What did he say? Something bliss?
0: Yeah, he's like, who's that in your
1: closet? Yeah. Who's then, that in your window? Who's that in your unknown? Yeah, did you yeah. say that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe... Remember when we used to watch Supernatural? Yeah, yeah. Okay, remember when Lucifer had a son... Oh, yeah. So, maybe they were kind of going for a... This is a dark child. This was my son and I had left. I, I planted this. Now I'm coming back to receive this. I don't know, but... You know what? Fuck it. There's no saving that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that was, that's just... Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> why... I'm trying to justify any of that. Yeah. That's wow. why when
0: he came down on the debut as the character Seven, he... And the thing of it is, is like, they still went for it with this character. Like, when he... Come, when he finally debuts on Nitro, he flies to the ring.
1: Like, does he drop down? Or no, no, no. He, no. he like walks out Sean the entrance. At an angle
0: he board? walks out the entrance ramp and then, like, levitates down to the ring. But then he proceeds to get in the ring and then shoot on the character. He goes, I want you all to take a look at this crap I'm in. And he basically goes on about how he thought when he came to WCW... He was getting away from characters like that, like Gold Dust.
1: Right, because he, he was, well, he had been in WCW prior to that. And he had, as the natural Dustin Rhodes, I He was believe. on his way to, to headline a lot of WCW. Yeah. Like, he was going to be one of their one right. the top boys, I think, Yeah, was an initial plan for him. <laughs> but
0: he jumped and he became Gold Dust, and then he left and went to WCW, and then they slapped him with Seven. And it's just funny. A lot of people say that was a shoot. A lot of people say it was a work shoot. I I don't know I would say it's a work shoot because I think if it would have been a legitimate shoot they just would have cut his mic and been done
1: with it and you gotta realize there's a lot of work shoots, yeah, uh, in wrestling. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this real quick. Him come out to the ring. Okay, yeah, you'll find um, that it's
0: it's fucking hilarious. Actually. Do you mind
1: if I keep the put some sound on it? Oh no, go for it. I I want to see this for myself. Yeah, yeah, go for it. And there's probably if I'm gonna guess that uh, there's gonna be like an ad or something. So I wanna yeah, probably. I'm gonna yeah. let that play through. You might want to buy a Honda but, uh, or something. Yeah. Or it's gonna want me to go to Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Where gonna,
0: everybody knows my name
1: Copyright That's already <laughs> happened Yeah <laughs> Okay let's see what this is about I want to see this intro Only Shivani's trying to come up with something to say. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, never seen this before. Some stuff's <laughs> happening, guys. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they, okay, there's a lot of smoke. Yeah. the The yeah. ring gear. That's kind of not. I mean, it's not bad. He no, I looks mean, creepy.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is Yeah. This is not a way for him to come out. You know yeah. why? It's going to take him a minute 53. Yeah. Or at least a minute to get to the ring. Yeah. Way too long to have somebody with cords that you can see. Yeah. Coming out to the ring. Yeah. I have never seen here WCW Wow, man. Yeah. This is Great honorable mention. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Because, honestly, that promo uh, you played is spooky. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. this character looks like, had they not brought him in this way, it would have been a a spooky character.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: So, I just think, honestly, the delivery on taking him over a minute to get to the ring. Yeah. You know who can do that? Undertaker. Undertaker. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But he doesn't require the removal of... Cables?
1: Yeah. And
0: hooks and all kind of bullshit. You know, yeah, it was just
1: definitely worth uh, checking out. Though, if anybody wants to check out the debut, it's WCW Nitro, November 9th nineteen ninety nine. If you guys want to check it out, um, I want to do one more of my uh, top five. Oh, but okay, I, yeah. that I picked. Or yeah, top 10, but five I picked. Um, this guy is extremely creepy to me because, and I forget what it's called. What's it called when you have a fear of uh, clowns? Common sense common sense it's actually called something yeah it's uh but for me as a kid um and even more so as a full-grown adult male um (laughs) (laughs) what's it it chlorophobia
0: Ah, triscodecophobia clear fear of triscuits (laughs) uh,
1: but this guy as a kid uh just literally freaked me out um I think you know who I'm talking about here mm-hmm. but he wasn't around very long uh, the guy who actually portrayed him first of course we're talking about Doink the Clown yeah um, originally this was played by Matt Osborne um, you know aka Matt Bourne because he went by Matt Bourne when yeah. he went to ECW and everything too but uh, I think like Michael Hegstrand if I'm saying his name right came mm-hmm. up with this idea of a miserable clown character and Matt Osborne nailed it yeah. Yeah. He was creepy when he needed to be. He played. The, he came out mm-hmm. and was playing jokes on everybody, and that was kind of his character. But let me play the the heel doink clown music. Okay. okay. Bro. is that not freaky? That's fucking creepy. So, yeah, um, That's, um, if you already have a fear of clowns yeah. and this miserable clown is coming out to <laughs> cheerful music, then, like, just yeah. dreadful. Yeah. Yeah, man. This character was, he was let up for quite a while before he ever got into the ring. He would come out and play tricks on people in the crowd. Right. And it got to the point where he was, like, really starting to screw with Crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, okay, he, I remember, remember that. remember that, and then yeah. he had, like, the fake prosthetic arm that he yeah. beat Crush with. Right. And...
0: Now, time frame wise, when would this have been?
1: Ninety-two.
0: Okay, so to put it into context, we're somewhat fresh off of uh, Tim Curry playing uh, Pennywise mm-hmm. in It, which <laughs> fucking terrifying.
1: Terrifying. The library uh, scene scares me to this day. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, so the 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 heel clown, the dark clown. That's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are still yeah. thinking of it and yeah. when this motherfucker comes out with that bullshit I, I'm really surprised a lot of people like when he was fucking with people in the crowd did not just elbow the shit out of this dude oh no kidding man <laughs> you know, like,
1: I'm really surprised I, I guess because in 92 throughout part of 92 is when he was making these appearances at shows in the yeah. crowd and his actual debut was in 93 Yeah, but you're right man I mean this was yeah. clowns were on people's minds because he
0: was, he was at the first Raw and he was in the crowd fucking with people. And I forget who he fucked with. In crush. Mary. Crush. Was a Crush still? Okay. I'm almost certain it was Crush. I think it was too, but I can't quite remember.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Hey, listen to our living kayfabe on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah. You go back and figure it out too. Kyle. Yeah. But I'm almost certain it was Crush, but I could be wrong. But yeah, he went back. He, the things like he would do, he did a tripwire on yeah. the boss man. Um, he dumped <laughs> water on Marty Jannetty. He attacked Crush with a loaded prosthetic arm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was actually fired, though, pretty early into his career as doink for a uh, drug abuse. <laughs> I figured... I guess reoccurring drug abuse, which is what made him actually have to leave the gimmick. Right. And uh, do you remember... I don't know if his ring name was Ray Apollo, but his last name was actually, like, Lasemly Lasemi, But he Lisenly, went by uh, Ray Apollo, and he took over the name. And he took over the gimmick. Oh, okay. I do know that, because that's when... The Doink character kind of went from this this evil clown to the low-roster Joker, mid-level guy, and he came out for laughs. Um, I don't know if you remember, he had a Survivor Series against the King. (laughs) No. Well, Dwight showed up at, I think, a couple WrestleManias, uh, a couple Survivor Series. He actually had a big Survivor Series match when it was... Okay, this is when he became less uh, of this evil character or whatnot. Mm Because this was kind of a joke thing, but Doink had Wink and Pink. Do you remember that? The Little Midgets? It was oh, Dink. I do. Who it was. It was Dink, Wink, and Pink. I think so, yeah. So, Dink, Wink, and Pink met Jerry Lawler's team of dwarfs, okay? Oh, God. This is... I know. <laughs> this is, this called, is Vince McMahon. <laughs> this was called The Little Kings. It was... <laughs> uh, if I have this wrong, somebody needs to let me know, but I'm sure it's... Uh, Queasy, Cheesy, and Sleazy, I think, for <laughs> the names of his little... Yeah, makes sense. And <laughs> But like I said, dude, like by, by September of 95, uh, I think that was his last match, the Dwink character itself, because he had become a jobber, low-card guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his last match, just in case anybody wanting to know, was, uh, was Triple H. Triple H was Dwink's last match. And that would have been in 95, so that would have yeah, been early... Early Hunter.
0: Okay, so I guess it's pre game, pre DX. So he was still Hunter Hearst Holmesley at the time. Yeah. Okay. Like I was going yeah. to that, say, because that's a weird pairing. I can't imagine the cerebral assassin, or whoever the fuck he was. Uh,
1: wow, that's. Yeah. But I mean, he beat. I'm sure he beat Doink. Well, yeah, I
0: know, but it's it's still, like, it's just
1: weird. I can't imagine Triple H going up against <laughs> Doink, the clown. That's. Do you. Do you remember the Slammy Awards at all? Um, did you ever watch any of them? No. Like well, the 97 uh, Slammies, Dwight came back, the character did. Mm-hmm. And there were chants of Kill the Clown. <laughs> stone Cold came out and killed the clown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know okay. if you remember that, but he came out I, and attacked I do, I, him with like, the crowd chanting, Kill the Clown. Yeah, I don't remember That's that. just like, one of those things. Like, I do, I remember that. And it's like, I, I didn't know if you ever caught any of that. That's a
0: Stone Cold thing, though. That, that, perfect.
1: But. Just a little bit more on the character. Uh, Matt Bourne took this character to ECW. Uh, he had several matches as doink, but it was like a blue and green clown outfit. And then he did this thing in ECW, uh, Born Again
0: character. Oh, Ooh, I like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it was a half-painted doink makeup and himself. And he would go on, and he, he did some matches uh, for kind of a little while there. But what he would do is he would... Had this twisted idea of he was caught between characters in his mind. So he had like identity. Um, oh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So what had happened was like he took it out on his opponents and he would dress his opponents as clowns and stuff to humiliate them. Mm-hmm. That was like his, that was his gimmick. Oh, like um, and then he came back, what he did it one more time, 2010, but he called it reborn again. What no? <laughs> yeah, he pulled a Hardy. Yeah, but I think this was like on the indie scenes in 2010. He came back. Okay, and he was reborn again. That's, but this I mean, was after he saw the Heath Ledger uh, portrayal of the Joker. Oh, okay. So it was like a twist on that, kind of like what yeah. Sting did, right? Yeah, with, yeah. with himself. Yeah. But you
0: know, the the Sting Joker, I didn't like it when it was happening, but uh, in yeah. hindsight, I kind of
1: like it. Here's the thing: I didn't like it. No. Um, but at the time I wasn't big on TNA, TNA right, yeah. but looking back it may have been some of TNA's best stuff it really but was if you talk to people now mm-hmm. people are going back and watching Joker Sting yep. and loving it yep. Joker Sting is making a comeback
0: yeah and he kind of had like a hybrid of that when he had his short run in WCW or fuck me <laughs> wwe yes thank yeah. you that's the company yeah no
1: i noticed that too uh
0: you know because he was he when he was feuding with Rollins before Seth Rollins killed him uh he kind of had you know some of that like when he pushed Rollins statue into that i think it was a uh a it garbage was a trash truck, truck. Yeah, yeah yeah and he's kind of like laughing you know yeah. kind of jokerishly yeah you know, mm-hmm. that was that was good you know so i, I kind of like
1: that there was some hybrid Dude, to i that. think the joker' sting was huge for St- Like, I think Sting loved doing the Joker Sting. He did. He absolutely
0: did love it. He's yeah, like, because that was a chance for him to, him to really... It. Yeah. He's like, that was a chance for him to really kind of go crazy.
1: Yeah. And he loved that part. And it,
0: like I said, it, it grew on me.
1: Yeah. I You know what? Well, I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. and get Yeah. And
0: there was actually... One. I'll have to find it. There's a really good promo of him just being Joker Sting. And it was actually a backstage segment. Oh, really? Yeah. It was in TNA, obviously. Bischoff set at a desk. It's like Hogan, uh, Karen Angle, which... I guess married Jeff Jarrett, so Karen Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, and some others.
1: Did you? You heard that, right? I totally heard that. I totally heard
0: that. We're gonna get fucking raped or that something that. That didn't
1: sound here. like the other. That sound that sound like outside, though. Okay, you hear that too. Right? That's okay, a, yeah, that's I'm hearing horn. that. That's a horn. There's nobody anywhere near this place. Dude,
0: this place is like two and a half miles from a road.
1: And it's at a gated driveway. That's yeah. a, that was a that was a horn. Okay. Look at these. That's goosebumps. Right yeah, there. like that's legit. Goosebumps. My nipples are hard again. Let's just wrap this up. Yeah, um, we're just go. gonna call it right here. So this is part one. Yep, this is gonna we be. We a... are. We're gonna come back here. Yeah. For part two. Yeah. We already have permission. Yep. Um, we have our names. We know the guys we're gonna cover. Right. So we will come back to this and. Uh, and. Listen look at the port. Look at the Ouija port.
0: It's fucking moving, dude. I,
1: there is there is a slight breeze, but a breeze is not gonna move that.
0: No. It's not gonna spell out anal either.
1: Did it spell out anal? We, we Spe- need to get the fuck out
0: of here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it spelled out anal, we need a whole ass. Who the fuck are you? Burke me down!